Did your narcissist have a high ego? Does your narcissist have almost a godlike complex of, hey, this is who I am, you should worship me? Did your narcissist exemplify so much pride, so much arrogance that you're like, how in the world do you think this? And you start to realize over a period of time that a narcissist actually thinks that the world revolves around them and that they're the only person in the world that really matters or that's that special or that's entitled to the things that you have to give them. Well, I want to be able to tell you today that narcissists don't believe in God because narcissists believe that they're the center of their universe. They believe that they're the person in charge. They believe that they're the best person in the room, in the universe. And a lot of times that comes out in the arrogant, ego, haughty behaviors, entitlement, enviousness, all that kind of stuff that happens inside the narcissist relationship that makes me think and makes me also believe that narcissists don't believe in God. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And do that in a lot of different ways. A lot of it is telling you about my story and giving people awareness of, hey, this is the shit that I've done. This is where I've come from. And we try to be able to do that every single day by dropping pieces of truth every single place. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. If you don't follow us already, go to Realm Motivations on any of those platforms. You can be able to join the community there, be able to help people as they heal, grow, and change and get involved with those communities. If you want to be involved in a community specifically for healing and growing during, in, and out of narcissistic abuse, then go to narcapp.com. N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com. Dot com stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, a community of like-minded people to help you heal, grow, and change. Get advice, get support, get encouragement. There's a lot of stuff that's going on inside there to help you grow forward and help you grow as quick as possible to become happy, healthy, and whole moving forward. So feel free to be able to check that out. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, then go to rawmotivations.com to try to be able to help you find clarity through the confusion, be able to break the trauma bond, to get out of the addictive, ruminative phase, and also to help set boundaries to not go back and then not get with somebody that's a narcissist or a toxic person down the road. That's how I try to help uh, connect and coach you along the way. So anyways, I said starting off, narcissists don't believe in God, okay? That might be hard for some people to believe, but I think it's very true. So when we talk about narcissism, we have the aspects that go into different characteristics of narcissism that go exactly against that. Part of that is the ego, the grandiose sense of self-importance that I'm the most important person. I'm the most important person in the room. I'm the most important person at my job. I'm the most important person in the relationship and doesn't give any room for there to be anyone else that has importance. There's a lot of pride, enviousness, jealousness that goes into the aspect of narcissism. When we talk about ego, it also leads to entitlement of I'm entitled to everything in the world. I'm entitled to you. I'm entitled to being with you and I'm entitled to cheat on you and I'm entitled to steal from you and I'm entitled to and the list goes on and on and on. A lot of times you'll see a narcissist that will develop a God complex, like the idea of, hey, I'm actually the God of my universe. I'm actually the one in control. When in reality, that's the exact opposite, right? They're not in control. They're a slave to the impulses and to their compulsion of what they're trying to do, of trying to fill the void, of trying to put up a mask, of trying to continue the cycle. They don't ever slow down to be able to find true joy and true happiness because they're unwilling to be honest with themselves. There's several people that I've talked to that have even said, like when they were with that toxic person, they even wanted to be called that. The God, the King, Jesus, anything like that. Like it's, it's happened. Some people are like, whoa, that's crazy. No, like there's a lot of people that have said that it's happened. 
Like they wanted to have that respect. They wanted to demand that respect from other people saying, hey, this is me. I am this person. And the reason why that they're going through that is because they're not able and they're not knowing how to demonstrate love, care, respect, gratitude, joy. So as a result, they're always going to be looking for and trying to fill a void. I did a video a while back on going through a passage of scripture that actually talks some about that. And I want to kind of reopen that up because it's been a while and I wanted to bring it to you. But it's actually a passage in Jude. Okay, so in the Bible, there's a passage in Jude, and it's actually talking about false teachers. And I think it correlates really, really well when we talk about narcissists. If you didn't catch my video the other day about narcissism, like, is it just pride? Like, what actually is it? I think it's more than that. I don't think it's just pride. There's a lot of things that go into it even more in depth than just someone being arrogant or just someone being an asshole. When we jump into Jude, there's no chapters, so it's just verses. And I'm going to go through like verse 8 through 12. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to touch on several different pieces of it that I think correlate really well because I think it's helpful for people to see it's not just this one aspect. It's a lot of different aspects. And I think it shows it really well here. It talks about in Jude 8, it talks about how they relied on dreams. They rely on the fantasies. They rely on the ideas of like, hey, let me imagine this. It goes exactly back to narcissism of like the fantasies of success, power, brilliance, ideal love. And a lot of times those fantasies and those dreams end up having them take advantage of other people. Like, I think I'm so amazing, so I'm entitled to this. I think I'm so amazing, so I'm going to take advantage of you with your money, with sexuality, with whatever it might be. I'm going to take advantage of that because I believe I'm entitled to that. It says also in verse 8 that they reject authority. Doesn't that sound really clear? Reject authority. Narcissists love to break your boundaries. You set a boundary and you're like, this is the line. This is the line that I don't want you to cross. Narcissists like, ha, 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 just crossed it. Because a, a boundary ends up being a prison for a narcissist. A boundary for a healthy person ends up being protection. But the narcissist doesn't want to be able to follow the rules and doesn't want to be able to follow the laws a lot of times because they think that they are above them. Just like they think they're above you. It also says in four, verse 8 that they even degrade God, claiming to be gods. Like the idea of I am God. I am the sole person. Like who needs that person? Number 10, uh, in verse 10, they devalue what they don't understand. You see this time and time again in a narcissistic relationship of let me break you down because I don't get your emotion. I don't get your feelings. I don't care. And I don't really want those. So I'll destroy you as a person. I'll devalue everything that you have in your own life because I don't understand it and because I don't care. And it says that destroy by what they know instinctively. Like the idea is like they end up destroying stuff just out of habit. Like, this is how it always works. So, like, for me in my life, the idea of, like, okay, love equals control. So, as a result, I'm going to control everything because that's what love is. And as a result, I'm destroying everything I know just out of habit. In verse 12, it talks about hidden reefs, which I think is a really amazing analogy for it. There's hidden reefs. And you have to think back in that day, like, they're not going around, like, cars and stuff like that. They're going around in, like, these boats, these ships. 
And these hidden reefs could mean life and death for the crews and for the ships. That this hidden reefs would be there. This giant, giant aspects of like uh, of reefs underneath the water that ends up like a boat running into and could run aground, could wreck everything, could destroy livelihoods, could destroy lives, could destroy roots, all these different types of things. And even so far as like we have hidden reefs, we have people like that that go underneath the surface and that are hidden, not just narcissism world, but then narcissists inside church, inside politics, inside different religious organizations, education organizations, like everything. It's not like they're just like, oh, that's a narcissist. Like they're all throughout. And it shows in verse 12 that those people will eat with you. It's like the idea of like, I'll deceive you. I'll lie to your face. I'll, I'll eat with you and, and pretend that you're a friend and have no fear of the consequences. I won't care about what's actually happening. I just care that I'm not getting caught. They'll take care of themselves. It says in verse 12, like they'll feed themselves. So they'll not care for others, but they'll only care for themselves. They won't invest in you. They'll just invest in themselves. I guess the idea in verse 12, it makes the phrase waterless clouds and fruitless trees. So like the idea of future faking, of like those clouds that are coming being like, we really need this rain for this harvest. Those clouds that are coming, they look like they're rain clouds and nothing ever comes out. It's promising the rain and never happening. It's promising change and then them never changing. It's where you expect fruit to actually come from this fruitless tree and it doesn't happen. You're like, wait a second, that like we, we planted this tree, we expected fruit from it, it never happened. We got engaged, we got married to this person, we expected it to be a loving relationship, it never happened. Talks in verse 13 of it being wandering stars, actually going back to the idea of like they didn't have maps, they didn't have GPS, so they followed the stars. The idea would be like wandering stars and oftentimes would misguide people. Because they would look at a star and be like, I'm going to follow that star so I know like where my bearings are. And as a result, they get lost. And that's the same idea that narcissist does with you. They isolate you and then they direct you in the wrong direction. Now, I love the one in verse 13 that says, wild waves casting up the foam of their own shame. I think that's amazing when I read that. It's like it's so true. Because at the core of it, you have shame avoidance that ends up destroying and hurting the people around. Just like the waves casting up the foam of their own shame, that idea of like, hey, shame is what's compelling all this to be destructive in nature. You see in verse 16, complain, they care for themselves, they're arrogant, they manipulate, they exploit other people. All different things like that that's happening in that that I think corresponds really well. And it's like, hey, you want to see a narcissist in the Bible? Look at Jude. Like he's talking about false teachers. He's talking about narcissists. Verse 20, it goes and, and it just solidifies kind of what we're talking about and even the stuff that I see on a day-to-day -day basis. It says strengthen in the truth. Get to the truth of the situation. Understand what's real. It talks on there about the idea of like to wait on God. Like he's going to avenge it. Hate the sin, not the person, and ultimately help save others. And as we try to do on this channel and all the channels we have is to be able to help people get to the truth, get an awareness of what's actually going on, to heal, to grow, and to change. And you can't do that without the truth. You can't do that with getting real with who you are, with what's happening, with acknowledging where you are, and building a plan to become a better person than you are today.